The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host. And if you don't know what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of Uni Therapy that comes out every single week where I, Kat, answer questions that you guys send to me. And you can send those to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Now, Per usual, even though I'm answering your questions here and I am a therapist, this podcast does not serve ever as a replacement or a substitute for any actual mental health services. However, I always hope that these episodes can be helpful and still a tool in your toolbox to whatever journey you are on. Now, on Couch Talks, when people send in their questions, I just like to remind everybody they always remain anonymous and I will not read anything that you do not want me to read. I will read the email unless you tell me that there are certain parts you don't want me to read. However, I don't reveal your name. Nobody is going to know that this is you unless you are giving super detailed information in the email and don't tell me not to read that. Now, we're going to do one question, one email like we usually do. With the email I got today, the listener that wrote in, I really appreciated, let me know before they went into the question that there were certain things they did not want me to read and they highlighted or I think put them in parentheses and said, please don't read this part. And so if you want to give me more context or just want to share something with just me, know that I'm not going to read those parts in the email. And I really appreciate that extra little detail you put in there. This listener sent in two questions. I'm going to just answer the first one at this time because it's a longer question and I have a little bit of a longer answer and I want to give this specific question the time it deserves, especially because this is a topic that we've actually talked here on the podcast before about and that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to even if this specific situation isn't exactly their situation. So I'm going to read the email and then we are going to talk about it. 
Hey, Kat. For some context, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I still attend Mass on a semi-regular basis as it's nostalgic, encourages community, and a great reminder that the universe is so much bigger than me. Admittedly, I have a complicated relationship with religion and am constantly questioning and doubting, flip-flopping back and forth between this is helpful for my mental health and well-being and this is not helpful at all. During an episode of depression and extreme anxiety and panic earlier this year, my parents suggested that I see a faith healer at the church I grew up in. My husband and I were completely at a loss. I couldn't function properly during the day. I couldn't work. I couldn't go to the grocery store, couldn't sleep, couldn't focus on anything. And I was having frequent panic attacks and breakdowns. This faith healer is well-respected in our community. And there are numerous stories of him healing people, mostly physical and also with mental and spiritual ailments. I trusted my parents in this recommendation. They had met him before and I trusted the church I grew up in. The healer and his two assistants sat with me for about an hour and a half, asking me about my current state, which was very depressed, not seeing the purpose of living, and asking me about past traumas, which included three unwanted sexual encounters. They said that the devil was very good at convincing us that we shouldn't live and that the ruptures caused by past traumas have allowed evil spirits to inhabit my body and mind, telling me lies and causing my depression. They then proceeded to take my hands and pray with me, speaking in tongues and using scripture to ask God to drive out the demons that were in me. Apparently there were three, one for each of my traumas. At the end of the meeting, they urged me to go to confession and told me I have a responsibility to ensure my husband is baptized in the near future. I walked out of the meeting wishing I felt more hopeful than I did. In reality, I felt scared and unsettled and completely confused. The end of the meeting really hit a nerve. This was a major reason I constantly felt guilt in my religion. It feels as though I'm never doing everything completely right by God, and I need to do more always in order to, in quotes, protect myself and my loved ones from all the evil in the world. I do think that this was all done in good faith and that these people were only helping in the ways they know how. But I have many mixed feelings about the experience. Finally, for my question for you. How do you know when to trust religion and spirituality when it comes to mental health issues? How do you know if the things going on in your head are due to the, in quotes, battle of good and evil, or just a matter of chemical imbalance? I am so confused, and I don't know who to trust or how to even distinguish what is, in quotes, real and what's not in my own body. I found it really difficult to establish a balance between taking control of my mental health and, in quotes, surrendering it all to a higher power. How do you find that balance slash is there one? Okay, so very good question. I really appreciate the background and what led you to kind of where you are now. First and foremost, before we get into this, I want to give a little disclaimer here that while I do personally lean into a certain religion, I want anyone listening to know that what is right for one person does not need to be right for everyone. And because of that, I cannot as a helper tell someone that what is right for me is right for them. And I can't also tell them what is right or wrong for them. I know what feels the most right for me right now in my life. And my hope is individually, we all get to make those decisions and adapt a, adopt a belief system that is the most right for you 
the individual wherever they also are in their lives in that moment. So that means I can't exactly answer this email as succinctly as and easily as I wish, but we are still going to try and we're still going to talk about it. So I want to first focus on this one part where you said, how do you know if the things going on in my head or how do I know if the things going on in my head are due to the battle of good and evil or just a matter of chemical imbalance? And I don't know that we actually have a definite answer to this. And my impulse is to ask, well, could it be both? Like, could it be one of those things where it's not either or it's both? And what is leading us to feel like we have to pick one or the other? Whether or not spiritual warfare has a role in mental illness, if we have treatments and medication that can help alleviate the symptoms, can we use them? Is that okay? Would that be allowed? Like what things come up when we sit with both of those things being able to coexist at the same time? I'm a firm believer that both faith and science can coexist. And I also am a firm believer that both prayer and therapy can be beneficial. They both have their own benefits to them that cannot be completely replaced by the other. And this actually reminds me of a little metaphor story that someone shared with me while working at my first job as an intern, as, as a therapist intern. And I mean, this is a very common story, so it might be something that you've heard before, but I want to share it here just in case anybody listening hasn't. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and this actually reminds me of a little metaphor story that someone shared with me while working at my first job as an intern as as a therapist intern and I mean, this is a very common story, so it might be something that you've heard before, but I want to share it here just in case anybody listening hasn't. And it was about this guy. There's this man who lived in a town that had experienced and was going to experience this huge flood. And as people were evacuating, because, you know, the news comes on, they're like, get out. The weather people are like, a storm's coming, all that. As people were evacuating and people were making plans to leave, this particular man refused to leave with his friends and family. And he he was very adamant about staying in his house. And he said, I'm not leaving because God is going to save me. So after everybody had already left and after the storm had come, he eventually was forced to the roof of his house. So the water was rising. He couldn't stay in the house. He had to climb into the roof of his house. And while he was there, a boat came along looking to rescue anybody who was not able to escape the storm in time. So when this guy was approached by the rescue team, the man refused again to leave and he refused to get in the boat and stated, God's going to save me. So hours go by and the water continues to rise and eventually a helicopter starts scanning the area and finds this man. So the helicopter comes around and they are offering a last ditch effort to save anybody who's still stranded in that area. And when this man was approached by the helicopter offering to rescue him, he replied again, I'm okay. I'm going to stay right here. God is coming to save me. So needless to say, this man drowned. And when he died and when he met God, when he entered heaven, the first thing he asked God was, you know, God, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I put all of my faith into you. So I'm really confused. Why didn't you save me? Like, why did you just let me die? And God replied, I gave you plenty of time and notice to evacuate. I sent you a boat and I also sent you a helicopter. So what more were you looking for? 
I share this story because I do think per usual, we want to draw very thick lines between trusting in God and having faith and receiving his gifts and and blessings. And if God is greater of all the things, if that's a truth that is in your faith and religion, is there a way that we can accept the minds that he created as well that have then also made possible to create such medications and treatments and do research that has given us these resources and ways to heal using these things? Can we accept that as a gift from God? Like in this story, the boat, the helicopter, the weather forecasting people giving us this time to evacuate, those can be looked at as gifts from God. Hey, this is God saying, hey, I want to save you. Here you go. You get to actually choose if you want it or not, but I'm going to offer this to you. And you can look at that the same way with medical treatments and mental health treatments. You know, if your religion believes that all things come from God, then God has created these minds that then have been able to make all of these strides and all these advances in treatments of different kinds of diseases and health conditions and all of that. And so when they come up with a solution to a problem, are you allowed to accept that as a gift from God? It doesn't have to be either God speaks to you directly and comes down from the heavens above and heals you with the palm of his hand, or this scientist that has nothing to do with creation or any of that, or God's goodness gives you a medication. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And again, this is a very personal matter and the resolve is also allowed to look very different for each human. So I'm offering these options. Like, would it be available to think of these as things that coexist together and feed off of each other versus one way is right and one way is wrong? I'm just offering that as a idea. Like, Could that be something that is allowed to live in the space that you are living in when it comes to your own faith and religion? And I mean, that means I don't necessarily have a true answer of, of how to differentiate the two. I would really just encourage you to identify what makes, first of all, separating the two so important and is there ability for them to coexist? If so, what would it be like to sit with that? Now, the other thing that you said that I want to take a a second to talk about is the part where you said, I find it really difficult to establish a balance between taking control of my mental health and surrendering it all to a higher power. Again, this is a very like distinct polarizing thing that you're talking about. There is one thing over here on one side of the spectrum, and then this other thing lives on a completely other side of the spectrum. And I don't know if that always is the way that it needs to be. So I think this is where we get to really break down what surrendering to a higher power really looks like and what that means to you. Again, this gets to be different for every person. This reminds me, and this particular sentence reminds me of the 12 steps of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and the first three steps in particular. So I want to read those three steps. So step one, we admit we are powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable. Step two then is we have come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And then step three is we have made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. And again, 
here I'm going to challenge the same idea that I was, I was talking about earlier. Can these all be connected? Can they coexist together? Because taking control of our mental health can mean acknowledging that there is something that needs to be addressed, that there is something that I, on my own, cannot control and manage by myself and myself alone, which is very connected to this first step that says we have admitted to ourselves that we are powerless over alcohol. You can put anything in in that space of alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable. So we cannot control this on our own. And through that, through acknowledging that, we get to then acknowledge that there are powers higher than ourselves, higher than our own single being that can help us with those things, which speaks to the step two. We've come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. So what's interesting is that higher power can be anything. It can be God as one knows him in the Christian sense. It can be a God that someone knows and understands through a different religious sense or faith That higher power can be a group of people. It can be a team of professionals. The higher power is a power greater than yourself. It can be the universe, etc. You see where I'm going here. A very, very powerful part of this here is that we are acknowledging that we can't do this alone. However, we have faith that there is something out there that can help us. And then we get to allow ourselves to trust. And in that, we can allow ourselves to reach out to that higher power and allow ourselves to trust that that thing can lead me where I cannot see. So it doesn't just have to be me alone figuring out by myself. It can be me trusting a power greater than me, something that has more power than me in this situation. And I then can allow myself to trust them and let them lead me where I feel a little bit blind. Surrendering to a higher power also just does not mean go to church and pray, right? I think that sometimes in a very simple context, we might take that or we might hear that, but that's not what it means. Just like go to church and pray. It can be part of it, but I want you to think about how you can actually expand on this idea. Caring for your mental health doesn't just mean go to therapy, right? As a therapist, caring for our mental health does not just include going to therapy, and sometimes it doesn't include that. There are so many things outside of a therapist's office that are just as important to our well-being than going to that therapist's office. And so we get to use more than just one thing when we care about our mental health, and one of those things might be religion, faith, prayer, church, all of those things. Also, I feel it is really, really important to acknowledge that believing in the power of prayer doesn't mean that you don't and can't believe in therapy. And going to therapy doesn't mean that you don't and can't think that a God exists. Those things do not cancel each other out. They are things that are allowed to work together with each other. And one thing I will say as I kind of close this out, I do think this is a topic that might need to be talked about on a a longer, bigger episode as well. I know I did an episode on specifically religious trauma and spiritual abuse with Julia, who is a therapist at Three Courts Therapy a couple months ago. And one of the things that I want to bring back that we talked about in that conversation was how when religious and spiritual abuse occurs, it often comes with the idea that there is only one way of thinking and thinking outside of that group's thought process at all is very dangerous and evil. And 
faith is called faith for a reason. It isn't called facts. So there is always room for questions. There's always room for learning, for new information, for curiosity, and and for wonder, right? Being curious doesn't mean you don't believe something that or that you are going against something or that you are rejecting something. It just is allowing your brain to kind of wrestle with and create a better and more firm understanding of what it is that you are choosing to believe. If there is not space for us to understand what it is that we choose to believe, then that sounds like a very, very scary place to me. And if you find yourself in a religious space that suppresses wonder and suppresses curiosity, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to explore why that might be. Now, like I said in the beginning of answering this question, this is a very sensitive and very nuanced topic, and it's allowed to be different for everybody. So what I can't and won't do per usual is give just simple answers to these things that feel very confusing to you. What I can do is invite you to have conversations with yourself and encourage you to have conversations with unbiased people who want to help you uncover what feels right for you versus what feels right to them or a certain group of people. And I want to say you're asking really good questions. And the only way to feel more grounded in what it is that you believe and how you do handle, whether it is your faith or your mental health and and what processes you find the most healing through, the only way for you to really, really feel more grounded and connected to those things and firm in those things is for you to talk about them, to learn about them and to ask questions about them. And so you asking this question is the best start that you can have. And anybody else who's also like, yeah, that's something I've been struggling too. Like, how do we know the difference? Like, where do I draw the line? And, and does it mean that I don't have faith if I want to do this? And if it doesn't, does it mean that I can't do this if I want to have faith? The best thing you can do is voice those questions. And if the spaces that you're in don't allow you to voice those questions, if it becomes dangerous to do so, then I want you to know that there are spaces that allow that. And I encourage you to look for those and dig those out as well, because you deserve to be able to be in this. Like faith is very personal. You deserve to be able to make that decision and understand it in a way that makes sense to you. So thank you for sending in this question. And for the listener that did send this question in, I will get to your second question eventually. I just really wanted to hone in on this one because it deserved a lot of space. And so does the other one, deserves its own space. And I didn't want to feel like I had to rush through it or it felt like too much all at once. So There it is. If you guys have any feedback, questions, experiences that might be connected to this or some suggestions that you think might help this listener that you have experienced yourself, you can send them to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. You can follow me at UniTherapyPodcast and at Cat.Defada on Instagram. And I'll be back with you guys on Monday for another new episode. Until then, I hope you have the day you need to have. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.